0: Welcome to the Pre-Vet PauseCast. I'm Alex Avelino, your tour guide on the journey to becoming a veterinarian. Listen along as we provide you with tips, tricks, and tales on applying to veterinary school. Welcome back to the Pre-Vet PauseCast. I'm Alex Avelino, and today my guest is Dr. James Gillen. He is a, <laughs> he's a graduate of the class of 2019. He's going to talk to us about how he became a veterinarian, but... Something that potentially could have been an obstacle was he did not pass the NAVLI the first time. Isn't that right, Dr. Gillen? That is correct. So we're going to talk about a lot of things, but one of the main things we'll talk about is what that experience was like and how we can help others who are afraid that's going to happen to them or has happened to them. Does that sound like a plan? Sure does. So let's first start off with how you got to vet school. What were some of your undergraduate experiences? Where did you go to undergrad? What prepared you to come to UF?
1: All right, so I actually went to Florida State for undergraduate. Uh, I actually took some time off. I didn't go straight into to vet school, uh, mainly because I didn't do a lot of uh, veterinary experience while I was in school. I wanted to do a lot of that in between, uh, take some time off, basically, which I did. Uh, I took three years off. I was I did a lot of cool stuff. I. Was a veterinary technician for two years, but at the same time, I was also a teacher tutor for the SAT ACT uh, for a company called the Princeton Review. They're not paying me to say that. <laughs> uh, and then I also was a bartender. And then my last year, so I know it took three years off, but I was only a tech for two years. I was actually a high school teacher. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, I actually applied to vet school twice. The first year, the only experience I had was as a technician. The second year I applied, I wasn't doing anything veterinary-related at the time. I basically had two years of vet tech experience, but I was also teaching 10th grade high school. So I think that experience, because I didn't change my GRE or my GPA or anything like that, which wasn't the best. Uh, GPA was kind of low. GRE was pretty average. Um, But yeah, that's the year I got in. I think it was mainly my experiences.
0: Uh, Dr. Gellin is a good example of going outside of the box. So I know a lot of my pre-vet students are trying to get all this vet experience, which is wonderful, but you took some time, did some high school teaching, and that's what the year you got in. And I will say that I now know how to use who versus whom from Dr. Gillen. He was the one who taught me that. So listen up. I still don't know why, but if it's...
1: Neither do I. I just know how to teach it.
0: Yeah. So he taught it. If it's him or her, it's whom... And if it's he or she, it's who. And I use that, like, all the time. So.
1: That sounds right. That, and that's what you told me. Yep. That's
0: what you told me. So, interesting path, non-traditional student. Now that you you went to vet school at UF. Correct. Class of 2019. Yep. Prepare your whole three, four years to get that DVM degree. And the whole time, you knew you were going to have to take this test, the
1: NAVLE. Yes.
0: And it's a standardized test. And you had been helping others with their standardized tests. So do you feel like on some level you were like, oh, this should be, I should I should do well on this? It was Did that play a role at all?
1: It did. I think I got a little overconfident with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I saved most of, I had a week or two off before the Navly, so I just thought, I'll do most of my studying then. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did do a fair bit of studying beforehand, mm-hmm. uh, but I was waiting to do a bulk of it. Right before the Navle, Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of things that you don't plan for. For example, I got sick. I'm not blaming that on not passing. But, you know, there's a lot of things you don't think about that basically impeded how much I could study. Sure. So, yeah, not good time management on my part. <laughs> so. And believe it or not, that's one of the things I tell my students all the time is, uh... hey, don't leave it till the end. So, yeah, kind of a kind of a sucker there.
0: Let's go ahead and tell the students what the Navle is. So it's the North American Veterinary Licensing Examination. And it's required by all of the veterinary students to take this test and pass. And then they also have to pass a state exam for whatever state they want to practice in. But this particular test has 360. And James, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what it says, and you tell me what you think. 360 clinically relevant multiple no. choice questions. So students, with this test, the thing is, because veterinary medicine is so broad and there aren't subject-based tests, they can test you on anything. What were some of the weird questions you got? Do you remember any of them?
1: Yeah, some of them were based, uh, some of them were actually business-related uh, and law-related for, you know, if you were going to open a, a petting zoo, what are some of the things that you would do? Oh, interesting. to interesting. I can't remember the, the exact exact parts of the question, yeah. but uh, yeah, there's a lot of things that you can't really prepare for. You just got to know a, li- and a lot of the prep uh, classes that are offered for the test do go over some of that stuff mm-hmm. to an extent, uh, but not, not a lot.
0: I know that a lot of students who are like small animal focus come out and they're like, I had 30 questions on turkeys. Like you just don't know what you're gonna get. Yeah. So with the 360 questions, I believe the test is?
1: Uh, it's eight hours total eight of hours being total. there, but that's involved including breaks right. and lunch and all that good stuff.
0: So pretty much a work day. Yeah. You've worked your whole life to get to this work day where you take these this oh. exam. out of the test did you think you passed
1: initially I, I thought I did I was I thought leaving the the test I thought you know what that wasn't as bad as I thought mm-hmm. uh, because it is let's say it, it it is eight hours but it's split up into these sections and you do you know an hour and some chain an hour and five minutes I think is each section mm-hmm. uh, and then you can either have a break or you can push through the next section so you you have the time to to get through it you part of the the practice that you, you do beforehand is the timing, making sure you can get through 60 questions in an hour and five minutes. Mm-hmm. So that part I was prepared for. Um, and you do see a lot of questions that you will recognize from the the tests, but you'll also see a lot of questions that you don't. And the way I was looking at it is that I think, percentage-wise, I, I don't know, 50, between 50 and 60%, you need to get correct to pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought, and eh, I got at least 50 of those, right? So we, you took the test in November. Yes, end of November is when I took it.
0: So students, when you're a senior, you have the option of taking it in November or April, and pretty much everybody takes it in November in case they have to take it again. Correct. So you took it in November, and you got your results back around when?
1: Uh, I think it was a month or two beginning of January okay uh, that that sounds right uh, there's been a lot of stuff that happened since so, sure yeah around a month after and it's pretty nerve-wracking the week before because then you just see everybody posting on uh, social media face, social media saying I passed and posting and I just thought oh I don't want I don't want to look at it and then especially if you're on clinics at that time which most people are um, you know everybody all your Uh, rotation mates are saying did you pass did you pass did you pass and then you know I'm just kind of in the corner like oh I gotta go to the bathroom while everybody starts asking (laughs) yeah
0: so that's I mean the social media thing is hard because everyone's posting you know how they did what they did some people are only posting if they do well some people are posting if they didn't do well which can be helpful so for you you got your score
1: I saw nobody post if they didn't do well
0: you know, so maybe one or two. I will say so. This year, with this class, you know, a couple of students have been very open because they want to reduce the stigma, which is why we're doing this podcast. Yeah, and I think that's super helpful for others to see. Like, okay, I'm not the only one. Um, but for your that year, been helpful. yeah, for your year, <laughs> that I don't. Been very nobody helpful. did that. No. Um, but although
1: it, somebody did post our uh, our sunshine chair, actually posted, "Hey guys, take it easy on some of these posts. Uh, just remember, not everybody passed." Uh, And that actually, I mean, I didn't know exactly who, I didn't need to, but it was nice to know, hey, I wasn't alone.
0: So walk me through it. you got, do you get the score in an email or in the mail? Uh, Email. Okay, so you got the email.
1: Email, you get a link uh, to to the website and basically it just says pass, fail.
0: Pass, fail, or fail. Correct. And it said fail. It did. And what happened when you saw the word Fail.
1: Oh, God. Well, so I was actually, I got the email and I was with my girlfriend, Paige, and I basically handed her the phone. I said, babe, I can't do it. She opened it up, all excited, and then just like, <laughs> like it's like all the breath was taken out of that room. And, you know, a little little moment of depression. Uh, I feel like I bounced back. The next day I was like, hey, I'll take it in April. <laughs> uh, and that that's, I think that's kind of the, you know, thankfully I'm like that. The, the main thing that got me was that, oh, crap, I'm going to have to study during clinics. during clinics, yep. uh, And then I have to pay because it's it's not cheap. It's right. probably $700 for the test itself. Yep. And then another prep course is another 300 yep. Uh So I was thinking, oh, crap, I have to take out extra loans yeah. for another $1,000 for that. And then the time I have to put on during. Cl- so that's the main thing that got me as far as failing. I just thought, OK, well, I guess I just have to pass it in April.
0: Mm-hmm. So the actual kind of like pragmatic, realistic thing things yeah, of like yeah. not just you know oh man i i i don't even like saying failed you didn't pass so i, I didn't pass Correct. um but the fact that i failed <laughs> yeah
1: you want yeah, to should we fine. be
0: okay with failure like failure is okay
1: sure because you're yeah. you're still a veterinarian right now yeah you have to fail enough to an extent before you amen succeed. brother amen you know if you're
0: not failing you're not succeeding <laughs> yeah if you're
1: not failing you're not trying it's true <laughs>
0: Okay, so you saw that you failed, and then you you got hit with the fact that you're going to have to spend $1,000. You're going to have to be studying on clinics, and the reason we're actually doing this podcast is it was a request from one of my current students who did not pass, and she wanted some advice on what to do when you don't pass, and the one of the biggest things for her was, how am I going to study on clinics? So, yeah. like, what was it like? What? What was that experience like? How'd you get through it?
1: Uh, so the main thing, you, first thing you got to prepare yourself is the next few months are. I mean, it's clinics, but they're gonna suck a little more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, you're on clinics, and you have. Let's say you're on internal medicine, you have one or two cases a day, or or if you're on surgery, you know, if you're not, if your patient isn't going, sit down and do some practice questions. Okay. There's certain, you know, for example, I. The second time I took it, I went with Vet Prep because they had the mobile app, so it was easier to study on clinics. Okay. Uh, Zuku Review, it was a lot of the same questions, uh, but Z- uh, Zuku didn't have the mobile app. Mm-hmm. So that's why I didn't like it as much the first time. If you want to make it relevant, some, so hopefully something you can use in rounds, um, then study oh, take only surgical questions because you can pick which type of questions. Yeah. I want to do small animal. I want to do internal medicine, I want to do surgery, et cetera, and so forth, and do that and make it relevant for what you're studying. If you're in large animals, study, you know, horses or cows. Yeah, that makes sense. uh, Because you could do it, uh, the way I did it was species specific instead of topic specific, instead of only internal medicine questions Mm -hmm. or only surgery. What I did was, okay, I'm going to work on pigs today and I'm going to work on cows and horses and then cats and dogs and that kind of thing. It takes a lot longer because you're not just taking an hour and five minutes for each test. Mm -hmm. You have to review each question that you got right or wrong. Mm -hmm. If you got a question right but you guessed, you still have to review that. So it takes a while. It it, it definitely takes a minute. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you just got to put in the time. And uh, when you go home, you still have to look up your own cases. And then before or after that, you also got to put in the time to go over your vet prep or go over your Zuku review. And there's some days that you're not going to have time. And... There's some rotations even that you're not going to have time. Basically, save it for the weekend. Save it for the next one. If you have a vacation block, guess what you're doing in that you're vacation studying. block? You're doing you know you're doing a test a day essentially.
0: I know that when I was getting ready to take the GRE, James's advice for me was take as many practice tests as you can because that time management piece is so important. So, are we advising students? Yeah, take as many
1: take as many practice tests as you can. The first time I basically was just doing one question by one question. uh, And then the second time I basically would do a whole timed practice test at a time Mm -hmm. instead, because you can do it timed versus untimed. I did more timed tests the Mm -hmm. second time around. And I think that helped me because you can still take the time to review them afterwards, but you also get to practice the time management aspect of it. You got to say, hey, if I don't know this question, I'm not going to go looking at my internal medicine book. No. No, you pick a question yeah. and you move on because it tells you the answer when you're done. Right. And it explains why that's the right answer.
0: Yeah. So it it's, makes more sense to, instead of just going and constantly looking it up, get through the test right. and then review what the correct answers were.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And once you, it'll tell you what percentage you got right each time you take a, so the time practice tests, some of them you can't pick, oh, I only want to do internal medicine. It'll just give you a medley of everything. Which is good. It is. Exactly. Uh so, for those, you'll get to know, hey, this one, and it'll tell you this test had 50% dog questions, 30% cat, or mm. it, et cetera, and so forth. um So, it'll break it up like that, and it'll tell you which areas you're doing better. And let's say you got 30% of uh, llama dermatology questions, right? It'll tell you that. Yeah, because if you're doing actual test.
0: one question by one question, you're not getting that immediate feedback.
1: No, as far for as... For the whole, like, yeah. where you're
0: at. You're, you know where you're at for that yeah, question, but exactly. you don't know where you're at for your just general... As a whole,
1: yeah. As yeah. a whole. General knowledge, you know you get and get that question right again, right. but you don't know where you are <laughs> as, in yeah. general knowledge.
0: Okay, yeah. so that's actually interesting perspective for my students who are taking it day by day and they're like, I got this... Like, every day if they're getting a question right, yay, but also how will you do in the timed portion?
1: Right, so... I would do, I would aim for at least one timed test a day. If you're on clinics, a timed test may not be the best because you're not going to have an hour and five minutes to be sitting around. So right. that's when you want to do the individual questions. But when you go home, that's when you want to start cranking out some timed tests. If you can do at least one, then you're saying, don't worry about the percentage. Just think about where you're scoring consistently with that.
0: That's really good. That's a good strategy. I like that we have a plan for them. An hour and five minutes is not that long. I bet it goes by quickly.
1: It does. And because you're in practice and the pressure isn't on for the actual test, Mm -hmm. you can click through it quicker. I was getting through them in an hour. Okay. Um, Just if you don't know it, click it and move.
0: Right. And because that's what you're going to need to do on the test. Yeah. Tell me what it was like in April. So you took it again in April. How did you feel... When you took it again,
1: so the second time I actually felt more nervous because I thought, "Oh, last time I felt good leaving it. Mm-hmm. This time, you know, maybe I felt like I got half of them right again." I, I was much more unsure the second time leaving the test. Okay, but I still passed. Yeah. So, so, what
0: was it like seeing the pass this that time? Oh
1: my god! So that the the scores were when they when they came out was just so much better <laughs> because it was. Uh, right after we had finished clinics. So we were on our senior trip. Oh, perfect So we were time, down eh? in Key West. Yeah. And it was great. It was great. Yeah, I'll leave it at that.
0: Now that it's been almost a year because we are recording this in February. How how does it feel that you didn't pass the first time? Do you care? Does it matter? Did it affect your life?
1: No, <laughs> not at all.
0: Right. Because you're yeah. it doesn't matter. It doesn't it does matter. matter. No. You got what you wanted. You got your DVM. Yeah,
1: the main thing is the time I had to put in those next few months and the extra grand I had to, to spit out for the test and for the, the prep course.
0: First time around, maybe waited till the last minute, wasn't feeling well, didn't pass. The, the parts that sucked the most were the fact that you had to take it again and you had to pay the money and you had to study well in clinics. But less than a year later, it didn't matter.
1: I think within, yeah, within six months, it didn't matter. Yeah, because you were practicing. Exactly.
0: Do you feel like not passing helps you reach other people? Does it change how you look at people? I think so.
1: It's humbling. It's pretty humbling. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Uh, Okay, so then what advice do you have for students who haven't taken it yet?
1: Start studying before the, the semester starts or as soon as it starts. Uh, plan it around your schedule. So the first time when I was, that my fall semester uh, that we were back in the classroom and taking the NAVLE in November, I took a light schedule which probably, you know, if I were somebody who were more motivated, Or if I had planned more accordingly, that time off would have been much better. Mm. But I think the main thing I had planned for were those two weeks before the test. Yeah. I thought, all right, I'll be good. Yeah. Interesting strategy. Yeah, it didn't work for me.
0: So planning ahead, what advice do we have for the students who are listening who did not pass?
1: Get ready for a pretty rough couple months. Uh but main thing, another thing that happened for me the first month after I found out, I mean, I within an hour of finding out I didn't pass, I bought another prep course and reapplied. and I was pretty ashamed of studying on clinics when I was going that app, open up that app. Uh, first month, I basically was, uh, um, I I would hide it when people would come by. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want people knowing that I'm studying for the NAB because yeah. I didn't pass. Yeah. Get over yourself. <laughs> That's what I had to learn. I was like, I mean, what 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 is what is the benefit of them? The benefit or the what are the negatives of them knowing that I passed or didn't pass. Yeah. Uh yeah, get over yourself and just study. Yeah. Yeah. That you're not doing it to impress them, you're doing it for yourself.
0: Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. I feel like we could apply this to so many areas of our lives. Yeah. Word. Get over it. No one cares. Yeah. Literally, nobody cares. I mean, in the beginning I do think people are curious as to who passed and who didn't because that's human nature yeah but for those who don't pass no one is thinking anything less of them the biggest critic is going to be ourselves and we're the ones who we have to get over like you said get over ourselves move on accept how you feel in the moment and then do what you need to do to get what you came for and what you've worked so hard for yeah okay so now that we're out of that moment yes you've had an internship For almost a year.
1: Yep. Yep. It'll be a year in June.
0: You are looking forward to your future and your opportunities. Yes. Does anybody ever ask you if you passed or failed the NAVLI? Well,
1: I'm there, so they know I have passed. (laughs) That's so true. That's pretty much it. If you're practicing, you definitely
0: passed. Um, so
1: from one of my friends who didn't pass, they had to tell their, their employer who they had signed with at the time, Yes. just so you know, I didn't pass the, the and they had to work something in their contract for, you know, pending, uh, pending this person passes boards, we will employ him, her.
0: Did that person say how they felt having to do that? If that affected their career now, like how are they doing now?
1: They're doing great. Yeah. They're living life.
0: (laughs) It's always good to hear from someone who's made it through it who's been in the situation to let you guys know you're going to be okay. It's going to be fine. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I don't want, I want us to validate. It totally sucks to not to fail. It sucks. It totally sucks. That's a really crappy feeling, but all of your feelings are valid that come up, whether it's depression, whether it's anger, criticism, denial. Like if you have to go through the entire grieving process, like I'm here for it. But once you do it, hmm it's time to get back on that horse or Actually, dog was, if you're small animal
1: I just remember there was kind of a big moment in my grieving process mm-hmm. uh I basically went out when I found out I didn't want to talk to him so I was like oh, let me go for a long walk yeah and then uh, a friend of mine texted me uh saying hey how'd you do whatever or I text I can't remember who texted first but sure. basically they went uh, oh man I didn't pass and I called them and said dude me too <laughs> and then he goes the phone he goes. Oh, my God. I feel so bad. Oh, I was just kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> and Well, the, the worst part was that for a second I was happy that they had also yeah, failed. For sure. And I think that was the humbling moment that I was like, what the uh, hell is wrong with me that I would have been happy if somebody else failed? Okay. Like, let's get out of my own head okay. and be like, all right, I'm just kidding, man. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, I'll pass it next time. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that was, Oh, that's yeah. intense. He felt pretty terrible. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's a risky little game to make <laughs> yeah, that joke.
1: Yeah. I mean, in retrospect, it's pretty hilarious. It's funny now. Yeah, it's funny now at the time. But yeah, basically that mo- re- moment of realization where I thought, I can't believe I was happy that my friend failed yeah. just because I did.
0: I totally get it. I, to- I I think I would feel the exact same way yeah. if I had a friend who c- now I can like commiserate with.
1: Right. And I think that's kind of you know misery loves company kind of thing. Oh, Absolutely.
0: Thing. Uh, But, you know, like you said, like good moment to realize, like, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be happy that someone else failed. Like, again, totally natural human response. But it's that's an awesome moment to realize. So for my students who are listening, if you don't get into vet school the first time, just like Dr. Gillen, if you don't pass the NAVLE the first time. If you don't get matched for an internship or a residency that you want, so many good lessons to learn in it. Take it with you. The next time you have an interview and they ask you, tell us about a time you dealt with failure, you've got all of these opportunities in your arsenal to talk about. So it can definitely be a good thing once you get through the grieving process.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Again, some people, it takes a few hours. Some people, it takes a few days. Maybe it takes you a month. I mean, but as long as you get through it. Yeah. Or years. As long as you get through it. Right. Just get through it. That's so
0: true. Well, I want to thank Dr. James Gillen, class of 2019, for being on the podcast today, for sharing You're welcome. a vulnerable part, a potentially vulnerable part of your life. Eh, not anymore, because no. we're over it, because you got
1: yeah. over yourself. Exactly. But for yeah. my... St- get out of your own way.
0: Get, oh, yeah. get, guys, that's yeah. the goal for the week. Get out of your own way. Ooh, I'm going to do that myself. I'm going to start getting out of my own way so sure. I can get yeah. my way. I'm Alex Avellino, and we'll talk to you soon. Welcome back to the Prevet Podcast. I'm Alex. Oh no, I got my name wrong. Edit.